Hello and welcome to my second podcast. Today I'm going to be talking all about resistance training, what it is, why you should do it and most importantly probably how you do it. Um, So resistance training is something literally everybody should be doing. Your mum, your dad, your gran, your uncle in our bed, everyone and, and kids as well. I know it's had there's some myths that have gone around in the past about stunting growth in in kids that lift weights it's a load of shit but i'm not really here to talk about your kids i'm here to talk about you now and in the future so resistance training literally is the best thing that you can do for your health exercise in general is but if you had to pick something out it would be resistance training not only do you get all the benefits that you get from your cardio based stuff like cycling swimming running you're getting a shit ton of other stuff which i'm gonna go through in a minute but firstly i'll just explain what resistance training is i suppose so it's a way of putting load and stress through your body muscles and bones and joints working them against any force so that could be weights machines in a gym dumbbells kettlebells resistance bands and your own body weight working against good old gravity and you can do some tricky stuff with just your body weight and manipulate the movements to make them harder without even adding any weight but we'll probably talk about that later so resistance training although it is something that is done by some people and not wrongly or rightly so to improve Oh, sorry, to change how they look, their aesthetics, and get that toned look, which is absolutely fine. And it is nice to build a nice bum and nice legs and some biceps and shoulders and stuff. Duck, I'm not judging anyone that does that lifts weights for that. That's great. But I want to talk more today about the health benefits, the the long game and the short game of resistance training. So I'll jump straight on in and I'll start off with one that I think is getting more well-known. I'm pretty sure more people are knowing about this. It's not just the bubble that I live in. And that's the increase in bone density and bone strength. So when we are lifting things um, or doing these exercises, that's what I'm going to say. So resistance training after the explanation it, so it's things like doing your squats, your lunges, pull-ups, push-ups, um, banded rows, calf raises, stuff like that. That's all your basic resistance training, strength training movements. All right, so when you're doing all those things, your muscles are connected to your bones. So your muscles are pulling on your bones and in turn making them stronger as well. So your bones are stronger, the density of them has increased. So if you are unlucky enough to have an accident or fall over, the likelihood of you doing some serious damage or breaking anything is a lot lower. Plus, if you're stronger in the first place, more agile, improve your balance, improve your flexibility, which happens when you regulate resistance strain. I think I said regularly, right? I usually struggle with it. Pro podcaster or what? Anyway... You will improve your flexibility, your balance, your coordination, as well as your strength. All right, so you're less likely to fall over. And if you do, you won't do as much damage. 
All right. So in women over 60, the, it's like more than half of women over 60 that fall and break the hip will go home. All right. So let's not let that happen in the first place. Um, some of the other long-term health benefits that you may or may not have heard of, they will decrease your risk of cancer. It will decrease your risk of diabetes and help treat diabetes. So it's not just about the body fat, it's the amount of muscle that you have as well is a massive indicator of health and not only preventing diseases, but help treat them as well. Um, reduce your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. And while we're on the brain side of things, the more instant, if you like, the more short-term benefits. It will improve your focus, your mood, your productive productivity. And that's why I like to try and get my clients to train in, in the morning where possible. I know not everyone likes it or it's not possible for some people. Um, and some of the other short-term stuff are reduced pain. And this can be pretty much an instant thing. Honestly, I've personally, I've felt this with little injuries that I've had. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with a very good physio that has taught me a lot about that side of things. So, yeah short-term and long-term reducing pain like such as in your back you know everyone's got a bad back these days don't they like that you don't have to live like that you don't have to be in constant pain no matter what you know if it's just a little niggle that that's always there that's just pissing you off like I'm pretty confident you can you know those things you don't really know what's happened you just think oh well that's just my life now <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that it can help reduce pain even eliminate pain help you recover from injuries help you reduce your risk of injuries and that's whether you play sport or not just in life like I said before reducing your risk of falling over if your balance is better or even if you slip off a curb like I said before you're not just strengthening your muscles when you're resistance training you're strengthening everything so once a day, if you might have slipped off a curb and rolled your ankle and you're on crutches for three weeks, that might not happen because you're stronger. Um, and it's, I think some people think it's just something that the youngins do, but it gets more important the older you get. And it's never too late to start, but the earlier you start, the better. You can build up your strength, your bone strength and your muscle strength. Like, you know, it's like if you started saving now for next year's holiday, you're better off saving, starting saving now than in January. And you've got more time to, to build it up. It's going to be a lot easier. And when when you do get to the age of, when I'm talking to the ladies here, but you get to the age of perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause and that um, muscle loss and, loss of bone density starts you can you're at a better starting point and you can if you if you're already there ladies you know if you are at that stage you don't think it's too late like we can slow it down and prevent it to a certain point but the earlier you start the better the more you've got in the bank like if you start saving money earlier the more you've got in the bank if you start training earlier the more muscle mass and more bone strength you've got in the bank um, so yeah, the older that you are, the more important it is, but start as early as possible. 
Um, so they're like my top things, top um, benefits to resistance training, I suppose. Um, yeah, cancer, diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, or heart health as well, which you don't really think of much with um, resistance training. It's more of a cardio thing, but it does help with your heart health and reducing blood pressure, which kind of go hand in hand, I suppose. So that's another benefit for you. Um, so let's move on to how you do it. Okay, so we've I've listed a few of the the big exercises, the more common ones that you'll know about, your squatting, lunging, pull-ups, stuff like that. Um, I'll start off with the thing that people worry a bit about, these, you, how many you should be doing, your reps and sets. So your reps are how many times you do something and your sets are how many groups of that something that you do. So your bog standard beginner rep and set range would be three sets of 10. So you do 10 squats, have a 30 to 40 second rest, and then do another 10. As you progress and you're used to the movements, I would pair it with something. So you can keep the intensity higher and you just fit in more into your session. I like to give a flexible rep range. So by that, I'd mean you'd work between 10 and 15 leaving one or two reps in the tank so you're not taking it to fatigue but pretty close so your last two reps should be much much harder than your first two the moving slower your muscles are starting to burn um because we need to get that intensity and that toughness if you like to be able to create enough stimulus in your muscles to repair and rebuild stronger and keep getting stronger always looking to improve but not too quickly uh, to progress sorry always looking to increase whether that's through reps through weights through sets um, and that should be done steadily you'll probably find your first few weeks things will shoot up pretty quickly if you are just starting out focus on higher volume lower intensity to build the foundations so don't be coming in and try to squat your body weight in your first session as i said 10 to 15 reps leaving one or two left in the tank 30 seconds between sets as you progress you can look at pairing exercises together um what we said yeah so planning your session I would recommend two to three full body sessions in a week, ideally with a day's rest in between. If that's not possible, you will look at different split just so you're not doing exactly the same thing two, three days in a row to allow enough time for your muscles, joints and bones to recover because that is when we grow and get stronger in the recovery time. Um, so I've had clients that struggle to get these sessions in. So we've looked at alternatives of just doing five to 10 minutes a day, splitting it up that way. It's not always what's optimal, but what's optimal for you. Something is better than nothing. Um, so it's about figuring out what you can do, what you want to do, and then how you do it. But generalizing two to three sessions of about 40 minutes, probably 
obviously the time is irrelevant it's what you're getting in in that time and i'll just touch on that now when you're planning your session um so you want to think about upper body push and pull and lower body push and pull or another way i like to describe it is if you were going to split your body into four quadrants would be you'd slice yourself down your ears so you'd be in front and back and then you'd slice yourself at the hips so you'd be upper and lower body that's a little bit graphic there isn't it but so if we start with the lower body and we want to focus on an exercise that works the front of the legs so quad dominant those big muscles that run from your knee up to your hip we could do something like a squat a leg press or a lunge and then for the back part of your legs so your bum and your hamstrings it could be a deadlift a hip thrust a hamstring curl and that's you know you've got your push from your squat and then you pull from your deadlift and then we move on to upper body you push and pull on front so chest and shoulders could be a seated chest press a push-up shoulders it could be a shoulder press um, a seated shoulder press a lateral raise and then with your back Again, you can have the horizontal pull, so some type of row, a machine-seated row, a banded row, and then for a vertical pull, be a lat pull-down, chin-up or a pull-up, things like that. Um, and then you can fit some core exercise in between, but I won't worry too much because when you're doing things like your squats and short standing shoulder press you're using your core to stabilize yourself so if you are limited on time it's it wouldn't be something that i prioritized if you like we'd get it in other ways um through the other other movements whether that's manipulating those movements a little bit to challenge the core more um you might have noticed there you might have not noticed all those things i'll listed are compound movements so they're using more than one muscle and one joint at the same time so if you think of something like a squat we're using three joints there so you've got your ankles moving your knees moving and your hips moving and although it is targeting mostly your quads you're going to get your glutes in there your hamstrings in there your calves in there and as i said before you're challenging your core to keep you upright that's where I prefer something like a squat or a lunge to a machine-based movement like a leg press. The leg press allows you to really push some weight and focus on your legs more and there's no right or wrong. I just prefer to go with something that requires more balance. And for me, someone that's always played sport, it's, it transfers more into my sport i suppose and i think in life i don't really like to use the phrase functional training but anything where you can get more bang for your buck so like i said you're challenging your core and your balance and everything when you're doing stuff like that as well um so prioritize compound movements like the stuff i've just listed if there is an area you particularly want to focus on um runners perhaps might want to strengthen your calves up more to take the load off your ankles um, so doing something like you know, a calf raise, single leg or both calf raises. If you want to get more muscle around your triceps, you might do some tricep pushdowns. Or if you're recovering from an injury, doing rehab, anything specific like that. But prioritise compound lifts. Um, so 
that's everything covered, I think, that you need to know without going into too much stuff that you don't really need to know if you're just starting out. Two to three times a week, obviously three is going to be better. 10 to 15 reps, leaving two to three in the tank, but making sure you're hitting into the intensity to grow and get stronger. Build your foundations, volume over intensity to start with. Looking to progress. It's not going to be linear, but for argument's sake, let's say we're looking to progress each week, whether that's through weight or through doing a couple more reps or by doing an extra set. There is things you can do to progress without adding weight, things like doing it slower by adding a partial rep. So I'll use a squat as an example again. So if we go down to the bottom of the squat and we come up a little bit and then go back down to the bottom of the squat and then come in all the way up, that's going to make it a lot harder. You can make that harder again by going down slow, 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 pause, and then come back up. That's going to make it a shit ton harder. All right. That is everything that I'm going to touch on today. I don't want to go on too much. I really hope this has helped you understand why you should be doing it, but how to do it as well. If you do have any more questions, please, please, please ask away. I'm happy to help. I really want to get everyone I can doing this. If this just gets one person I was saying the gym, but just doing some squats and push-ups at home, I'd be really happy. Um, but you can send me a message um, on Instagram at Selena Steventon PT, Facebook Complete Fitness Selena Steventon. You can go on my website and my WhatsApp's on there. And if you are interested in coaching, again, send me a message through any of those platforms, or you can go to. What's my website? CompleteFitnessPersonalTraining.com. You'll find out everything you need to know and you can sign up on there. If you have any questions or anything, please let me know. Thank you for listening and go get lifting. See you later. Bye-bye.